You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order. Remember, 16 different varieties of flavors. Always great to check out Built Bar. Again, use that promo code Gonna sit down here today with Pete Smith from SI.com. Uh, you know, talk some brown stuff, we'll talk some football. Um, maybe we're starting to see more of the you know light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Um, as everybody knows, you know, Pete is part of the Streetsboro program, and you know, we covered that a lot last year as they went through, you know, their historic run, best you know, season in school history. Um, but Pete, talk a little bit and kind of like let us know here, like where is everything at as far as you know moving on towards, you know, 2020 and, you know, you know, where should programs be right now, as opposed to maybe where you are right now? Um, so the state of Ohio came up with a set of sort of phases that uh, they recommended for each program to go through uh, and precautions that you're supposed to take. Uh, and then each uh, individual school, or school district, depending on your situation, uh, either takes those and perhaps does more or, you know, just adjusts it to how they, they see fit. So um, it we're actually pretty close to on schedule. It just looks different. Uh, it, you know, we, we would have had, you know, spring lifting and stuff for, for guys who weren't in spring sports, but since school's out anyway, we would be in a lifting program. It's just uh, right now uh, we have you, you can have basically nine players and a coach in a weight room at a time. So uh, and nine players and a, a coach on the on the field. Uh, so we sort of have what amounts to be uh, you know shifts with that to try to get guys in there to try to get guys working because uh, obviously normally you'd have a lot of guys coming off spring sports and there are guys who, you know, just by virtue of everything that's happened, haven't really done much. I mean, most people haven't done much. They've sort of been stuck. So you're trying to sort of ease people back in, trying to get them, you know, prepared and everything. Uh, if all goes well, you know, phase one lasts two weeks, and, you know, things get a little bit easier. Uh, it's not until phase three that you can, you know, get to, to, to what would resemble, like, close to football. Like, for right now, uh, you can't have – you can't do handoffs. You can't do huddles. You can't do stuff of that uh, with social distancing. Uh, you're trying to be responsible, and you're trying to avoid, you know, having anything stupid happen because if nothing else – like the worst thing you could possibly have happen would be, you know, somebody gets infected and then you basically have to take a massive step back. So you're better off being super cautious with it uh, to try to, even if it has to be slow to avoid having to go backward, because if you have to end up going backward, that's going to be just a, a massive headache for everybody. But um, it's better than what it looked like it was going to be. Uh, not too long ago, it seems like, like today it's supposed to be 90 some degrees. So, uh, on some level that 
you know, normally would suck. But given what uh, what the Heat is supposed to do anyway, uh, I'm sort of welcoming it in terms of hopefully helping us make sure we can, you know, do everything uh, that lets us get on the field, that lets these kids have the season, that lets everybody sort of have whatever, you, you know, relatively close to normal uh, we can get. It's and it's got to be tough, and and just because it's it's not something that you know essentially that you've reached the finish line. It's you know you know have we gotten to the point where it is safe enough to go back? And of course, you know any derailment or any you know fallback for any you know couple of players, any programs. I mean, it could you know, prove devastating for everybody involved. Where are the kids heads at, Pete? Like, what is it like? You know, now I mean, and we're talking about kids that you know haven't been in a classroom for three months, you know, the school year over, starting summer, you know, where, where are they at, you know, like mentally and with the world and all this stuff? Um, well, I mean, I, I can only speak on what I've seen in yesterday. And I think for the most part, kids are kids. Uh, I think they're more resilient than they probably should be on some of these things. Like uh, I, I think in some ways, you know, some of these guys are just sort of happy to be around each other, happy to get back to something that feels, normal and you know if you were just to go in there other than the fact that there were only nine of them uh i don't think you would have noticed known anything other than coaches wearing masks uh uh you know and and you know not having spotters and stuff like that so you have to be a little bit more you know cautious with what you're doing you can't just go balls to the wall hoping you know if if uh if if i can't do this i've got a spotter so you've got to be a little more responsible but it just in terms of if you're just looking at kids uh, they, for the most part, just look like it, it would any other year, at least for the moment. And now, as far as like you saying this breaking it down, you know, coach nine players or whatever. I'm assuming this is you know, you know, positional coach with their players. No, uh, it's just it, 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 it. Some of these kids work. Some of these kids have whatever. So uh, it's entirely. Uh, they were signed. They signed up blind. They didn't know which coach was going to be with which, which spot. So it was just a matter of, especially because you know, hopefully, only two weeks. Uh, that, uh, that 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 part doesn't matter. It's not like we're we're doing anything really positioning position wise. It's entirely just lifting and some running stuff to get guys uh, back into it. it, it again, it, it won't be till phase two, phase three, before we can really do anything that matters from a, 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 a scheme standpoint. I think phase two is probably the close. We can get to a point where we can't have a line, uh, given how close they are, but we could have, uh, we, we could have, uh, you know, an, an offense, you know, a, a skeleton offense, uh, that type of crew. So, I mean, it, it we're fine from that point from the stamp from, from for the time being. Uh, and that's not honestly that big of a deal anyway, at this point, not June 9th. That's not, that's fine. This would have been, a, this would have been, and obviously it still could be, it's a much bigger headache if you get into July or August and then you're trying to do that. But for the moment, it's not the end of the world in terms of being able to, uh, sort of ease guys in yeah i mean you know just probably you know trying to you know get them you know somewhat in shape somewhat back into shape and you know before you can make it sound like you hit phase two where you can start to ramp things up a little bit and start to make it you know 
resemble, I guess, you know, football, so to speak here. We're going to get to more here. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, you know, MVPs of the AFC West. Obviously, we've been going through that. Um, you know, uh, listener drops something here. We'll do for a third segment. That actually is always a fun idea. And we can probably run with this a little bit more, you know, throughout the summer till we start getting some you know, more concrete type of Brown stuff. More coming on Locked on Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your subscription. Uh, now, like I said, so we were going to, you know, we'll go through the AFC West here um, with the Raiders on the schedule here. You know, we're going to want to make sure we're going to cover every team that are on the Brown schedule. We'll, we'll do this division on a whole here. Um, you know, so AFC West, he started at the top here. Um, even though he wasn't last year, Pete, he, he probably just as much was last year um, as he was in the season before. Um, you know, obviously for the Kansas City Chiefs, everything you know, runs through one Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, it's, he is um, he is arguably the most important player in the NFL right now. Um, that is that, that's a huge reason why uh, when they had that video come out, um, him being in it, him being you know, again, if he's not the best quarterback in the league right now, he's right there, and, and he just won the Super Bowl. So there's no one more relevant to the NFL right this second than he is. So, you know, that, that I, I, on top of everything else uh, with what's going on, uh, I, I think that forced, would have forced their hand to sort of deal with the situation. He is an outstanding quarterback. He's going to get a ridiculous contract. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's hard to argue that he doesn't deserve every dollar. Uh, it's And it's been just fun to watch, you know, the maturation of the player and, you know, um, and you know, someone to knock him for you know, oh well, you know, look at what he plays in at Texas Tech and da 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 da, and you know, what did Kansas City do? They trying to find a way, best way to you know, replicate some things that he was successful with. Um, you know, tons of speed. Obviously, you have a ridiculous tight end in Kelsey. Um, but you know, it goes through Mr. Mahomes, and you know, if you want to say that you know, Patrick Mahomes is maybe the face of the NFL right now, probably something I couldn't disagree with. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, for years it was one guy, and it never really you know led to much you know overall success for the Chargers. This is a little bit more of a difficult one here, Pete. I, I guess maybe, you know, it would probably be something on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be really, really interesting just to to see how they go this year, you know, how fast they can, you know, try and implement their new first-round quarterback in Justin Herbert. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, current MVP of the Los Angeles Chargers? Well, I mean, if, if I was to go based on – where everything went to hell with the Chargers, uh, you know, I, I, you can make a compelling argument for Derwin James, um, you know, but on sheer talent, who's a better player? I mean, Joey Bosa is a better player than Derwin James. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those two. And I'm inclined to go with Derwin James uh, just because of what he sort of did to transform that defense. And the fact that if, uh, uh, if not, if he's not on that defense, they don't have a linebacker, like at all. So, I, I, it, you could, I could be convinced either way. I mean, Joey Bosa, uh, that defense doesn't work without those those defensive ends, him and Melvin Ingram. Uh, those guys 
are, are what's making that thing go. But Derwin James certainly, uh, just in terms of what he did uh, as a rookie and then how much they missed him this past season when he injured his foot, certainly uh, makes a compelling argument. Um, you know, Bosa, you know, obviously, you, you know what you're getting. You know, you get the you, the plush rusher, you know, uh, 10 plus sacks. Um, but, you know, with everybody and, you know, we hear this now with, you know, Joe Woods and the Browns and what they want to do as far as going, you know, heavy nickel and dime where you can still give off a traditional look. Basically, you're just replacing, you know, the traditional linebacker with, you know, safeties that are a little bit bigger, run a little bit faster, just trying to get yourself as much athleticism on the field and, you know, this blueprint for you know Lamar Jackson kind of how to defend this with guys with speed and length. He started with the Los Angeles Chargers and essentially started because of a player like Derwin James. Las Vegas Raiders on the schedule this year. Um, for years it was Khalil Mack. Um, this is this is another difficult one, and I almost you know I like Derek Carr, but you know to say it's if it's Derek Carr, and you almost wonder you know when's going to be the next quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders because you know they've done this dance with Derek Carr for long enough without leading to much overall success. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is, is perennially underrated. Uh, he's certainly better than, than the way he's treated. Having said that, if you're going off last year, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think it's hard to make the case that the running back um, and, and what he uh, brought to that team and, and sort of made them look functional up until he got hurt, uh, he – certainly had a better case I think overall just in terms of impact from game to game for the rookie of the year uh, than Kyler Murray did uh, but Murray played longer plays quarterback uh, and those things but I, I think and that's not to say that the Rams are, or the Raiders are good uh, I, I think they're a pretty mediocre team uh, that doesn't really have you know enough but given what they did have that was the MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, Jacob's impressive, and obviously they think that he's just scratching the surface there for them. And, you know, as that you know, Raiders team goes, as that offense goes, it'll, you know, it'll be on the you know, hinges of uh, Derek Carr and just Josh Jacobs. The Denver Broncos, is it still Von Miller? Is Von Miller still that player, Pete? Um, let's put it this way. It's not Drew Locke. It's not uh, Philip Lindsay. It's not Melvin Gordon. And it's not any of those receivers. So, almost by default. And, it's, you know, Von Miller's a great player. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's sort of where you're left. Is, is, it's largely by default. But uh, there's nothing compelling enough. I mean, I, obviously, the Broncos are hoping that it's going to be Drew Locke, that he's going to take that big step forward, that adding guys like Jeffrey Judy and or Jerry Judy and uh, more receiver help is going to help him take a big step forward. But up until uh, that happens, it's you know it's you're, you're trying to unseat the champ that is Von Miller at this point. Yeah, I guess I guess the other guy that you know would like to make a case for it. Obviously, he was injured last year. Is Bradley Chubb, who had a you know a great rookie year. But, yeah, it's, it's Miller. Um, you know, I, I guess it's still Von Miller, you know, and the, the thought is that they're going to need more on offense, you know, especially when you're competing with the Kansas Cities of the world, you know, to even, you know, get a sniff at that division here. So, you know, I mean, you're hoping in your – if you're Denver, you're hoping it becomes 
Drew Locke, but yeah, I mean, I guess it is Vaughn Miller. And as far as, you know, the, the passing the torch, so to speak, Bradley Chubb, probably that guy over there. A little bit more here. We'll get to, uh, we're going to do some uh, favorite all-time players. Pete's going to uh, throw some names at us from the offensive side of the ball. I'll take the defense this time. All that coming more here. Locked on Browns from SI, Mr. Pete Smith and your host, Jeff Lloyd. With an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, Pete, like we said here, we're going to flip it. We're going to flip it up here just to all time NFL. And it's been a while we've done this. And, you know, these are some things we can put in here. You know, as I mentioned last week, guys, we're in a little bit of an off season mode here. You know, they're only asking us and requiring us for three shows a week. And with all that's going on, you know, sometimes it feels, you know, a little difficult to put out these shows day in, day out. If we have, you know, Browns news, obviously we're going to jump to, you know, record as soon as possible here. Um, but favorite all-time players, Pete's going to give us some from the offensive side of the ball. I got a list of four from the defensive side of the ball. The floor is yours, Mr. Smith. Uh, offensive guys, all-time. Barry Sanders is up there. Um, I really like Christian Okoye. <laughs> I do mean that. You know, that, until that was over. Uh, Andre Risen for some reason. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely. The, the, uh, when the 49ers were like huge, uh, my instinct was to hate them. And Andre Risen was sort of the, the, the uh, counter for a little while to uh, Jerry Rice. So I liked him quite a bit. Uh, quarterback wise, who knows? I mean, there were a lot of guys that were interesting. I don't know how many were all that favored since uh, the Browns often didn't have one other than, 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 than Kozar. Um, I don't know. Those are a couple of them. I mean, there's, it, mostly for me, it is just being uh, guys who are just sort of weird, interesting players than necessarily favorites. But Barry Sanders <coughs> was uh, – you know, up until the playoffs was must-see TV, and then he wouldn't do anything and get no help, and it was just, like, incredibly frustrating. Well, and obviously that's what, you know, led to his early retirement. Andre Risen, you know, and, you know, he'll always joke is, you know, being older. I mean, I go back to remembering Andre Risen at Michigan State, um, and it was you know, weird and because back in those days, you know, teams gave up on players quick. He was a first-round pick of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, they ended up, you know, moving him to Atlanta in a deal. Um, he went, you know, went to Atlanta and obviously, you know, with the run of shooter ever just took off, his numbers just took off. Um, you know, I remember now when you wrote up the 49ers, I remember him and Dion getting into it, you know, and basically throwing blows at one time. And, you know, obviously, you know, Andre ended up, you know, the whole, you know, with the Cleveland fiasco, you know, where Mundell essentially had to go down to the bank and borrow money to pay him, so to speak. And then, you know, uh, ended up with Brett Favre, you know, win a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, even later on interviewed, and you know, through his you know, Super Bowl ring in a river or whatever. And, you know, the whole relationship, uh, you know, with the girl from, uh, you know, TLC and just, you know, it's just Andre Risen, no doubt about it. Okoye, you know, you know, fun for a while until Steve Atwater essentially, you know, ended, you know, that story for people. Um, for me, defensive side of the ball, um, the scariest, baddest pass rusher that ever lived was Lawrence Taylor. Um this first step was 
ridiculous. Like he was shot out of a cannon. But the other thing was he, he was just strong. He, big old country by country boy strong. I remember there was the uh, talk of him going to the combine and there was a leg press machine. Most of these guys had never even used one before. I think the guy that was supposed to go after him was uh, Keith Van Horn. You know, ended up you know getting drafted, being a longtime NFL offensive line for the Chicago Bears. Said he'd never seen the machine before. You know, Lawrence Taylor essentially you know, bent one of the screws so nobody was allowed to use it. I mean, just fast, mean. Um, and, you know, question for Lawrence Taylor would have been, you know, if he had actually, you know, maybe done it somewhat clean, would it have been longer, the legacy or whatever? But uh, nobody ever rushed the passer like Lawrence Taylor. Linebacker I went with here, and this was – it was a small sample size. Injuries derailed him. But John Offerdahl was a linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. It made every play. It was good in pass coverage. You know, when there was a big, you know, time, something needed to turn over, John Offerdahl was that guy. Really underrated guy, and probably most of that is done to the fact that, you know, his career didn't have much longevity to it. Um, Deion Sanders, you know, just mentioned him earlier. Um, watching Deion go from, you know, Florida State, into the NFL while he was dabbling with major league baseball at the same time. And, you know, being an integral part of everything he did, um, you know, slow start in Atlanta, you know, basically you know, made some places as a return man. And then, you know, one of the things that Dion went through for a lot in his career was, you know, people weren't testing him. They weren't throwing the ball to his side of the field, but you know, when somebody did, he just had the, the, the supreme intelligence to dupe quarterbacks and the throws that weren't there. Um, you know, did it, effortlessly for years, whether transferred over into San Francisco and to Dallas. We're not going to talk about that Washington time because by that time, you know, prime time was no longer prime time. He was more like the 630 Sunday special, or, you know, 60 minutes or something of that nature. And Ronnie Lott. Um, Ronnie Lott was the pure blend of intelligent football player and just an overall badass. Uh, you know, I mean, he could – you know, cause two turnovers, you know, make seven tackles and have two people leave the game for the rest of the day. Ronnie Lott just was, as as smart as he was, he was also just that tough and physical and played with a vicious nature. You know, some of my favorites from the defensive side of the ball from over the, you know, the years here. Um, We can sneak one more thing in here. Um, You know, Pete, obviously, you know, Nick Chubb has always been a PFF darling um, and continues to be here, you know, through two years in the NFL. Um, and this was one, you know, where we can talk about it now with Dalvin Cook kind of going through what he's going through in Minnesota, where, you know, Minnesota doesn't look like they seem like they want to commit long term. This is the tricky part with Nick Chubb. And look, there'll be cap space if they do want to do it here. But you look at the way all of this is constructed, you know, with the front office and through the analytics here. It, it, it does make you nervous um, to think that there could be anything more than four years of Nick Chubb as a Cleveland Brown. Well, uh, when it comes to the Vikings, they're broke, and Dalvin Cook is is very, very, very talented. There's no question of how good he can be, but he's dealt with injuries. He's missed a bunch of time. So when you're looking at it from that standpoint, um, that's that's where you have a question, and they have a talented back who I really liked coming out, who's been pretty good for them in Alexander Madison. Um, so they've got, you know, they've got options. I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's comparable to the Browns situation, only in that 
Chubb has obviously been healthy. Chubb has been great since he touched the wall. I mean, it's not like a question of there's no let's put it this way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts with, with Chubb. It's entirely a question of what is the position worth. Um, and, and that becomes interesting. So, like, the conventional wisdom would be just to say, you know, four years and then Nick Chubb is gone. The question I have is, and obviously this is largely going to depend on where the Browns are as a franchise at that point, but whether it's a franchise tag or some creative way to sort of work it year to year or something, I wouldn't be surprised if they basically find a way to keep him for like a year or two uh, after that. But obviously the, the, the math would just say you move on and, and there's a way to do that. But if they're, you know, if you're in a position in it where you're thinking we have a chance to win the Super Bowl and it's a question of do you want to go ahead and com- you have the, the means to commit to a back like Chubb for a year, uh, I, I, I don't, I'd be surprised if they didn't in that case. Obviously, you're going to get, uh, you're going to have to sort of keep churning out backs. But I mean, it highlights a problem with the NFL. Uh, you know, that some of the superstar players aren't valued at all. Um, and there needs to be some way to sort of creatively pay running backs uh, to that, that essentially is outside the salary cap, whether that's almost like on commission uh, or whatever. But, you know, obviously uh, it, it, it's going to be one of those things where nobody wants to see Nick Chubb leave, but they, and, and there will be people who simply don't understand it, uh, that, that, but you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, he's a great player and all these other things, but this is sort of the reality of the NFL, which is unfortunate, but this is where it's gone. Um, and if you, the other thing though, is going to be for Nick Chubb and his camp, obviously, what are they going to be looking for? You look through two years of the league at this point. Um, you know, you look at his rookie year, uh, if he was given the opportunity, um, probably could have easily won the rushing title. Same thing could have been said last year. Um, you know, he was in it till, you know, week 17, Derrick Henry had a monster game. Um, so you're looking at this point for at two years of resumation, you know, could basically be, you know, you know, could have been if, you know, handled properly, the rushing champion two years in a row. Now you're going to year three where he's going to run behind an offensive line, which should be the best offensive line he's ran behind in the NFL since he's gotten here. And, you know, the numbers that can come from that, obviously, you know, Kareem Hunt's probably going to, you know, cause some you know, issues with that as far as, you know, and, you know, getting him his due as well. Um, he's, he'd be in line, you know, probably for a big, big payday. You know, people are always going to, you know, have the concern due to the fact that he had, you know, the really, really bad injury a few years ago. Obviously, none of that looks to be, you know, anything to surface to this point. Um, but, you know, the resume as far as, you know, application for a big payday from Nick Chubb, it's there and it's there in spades. Well, you can make the case he's the best running back in the league right now. You may not. That's basically win, what PFF is doing, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 even if you fall short of the top back, he's still easily one of the best. Uh, and, and that's, you know, if with this weird off season, it's hard to sort of project where things are going to go. But if you look at it from the standpoint of if if Baker Mayfield is good, just good, he doesn't have to be, you know, Hall of Famer or anything that just good this year. Uh, and Odell Beckham is essentially just 
Odell Beckham. He doesn't need to be better than that, but he just is that player. Then you sort of look at this and you go, well, you're reminded of why people thought that this team could win the AFC champ, uh, could go to the AFC championship last year, uh, and with that, what they could do as a result. And you sort of get, you can talk yourself into getting really, really excited. And you know, I, th- I think Caution's the best player, but but it, but if he's getting better blocking, which essentially means he's actually going to have tackles. Uh, and the Browns are able to get a, a really nice passing game going, which is only going to create more space for him, then it, it's it's really hard to figure out how teams sort of stop this team. Uh, yeah, and, you know, on paper, and, you know, last year I think everybody bought into, you know, maybe the names of it um, this year. Um, you, you can kind of see, uh, yes, it's names, but you can kind of see the cohesion and where possibly it, it should all work. And, you know, they stressed, obviously, the important holes and, you know, that offense. I mean, it's it, it's got length at the positions. I mean, at the skill positions, a lot of it at wide receiver, at running back, at tight end. You know, what you did to show up, not just one tackle spot, but both tackle spots, um, you know, with obviously rookie Jedrick Wills, uh, Wills and, Jack Conklin coming on in. Um, it's it, it's it's there to be had. Question is just going to be is you know how quickly can they translate you know Zoom classes to you know on the grass so to speak. Um, Pete, we're going to put a bow on this here. As Pete's got to you know run off and start to get back to some football normalcy, which I know he's itching to do. Um, so you know obviously for all the young kids in Ohio, um, you know be safe, be smart, and you know you can hopefully get your opportunity here you know, to get yourselves back to, you know, your normal lives here, which includes high school sports, which includes high school. Thank God, because, you know, it's been tough just thinking about, you know, kids just being out of the social realm and social aspect of things for as long as they have. Um, make sure you're checking out Brown's Digest um, at Brown's Digest on Twitter. Uh, everything Pete and his team does, obviously, you can find over SI.com at Pete's at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Locked on Brown's. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Guys, look, you have ideas. Guys, gals, you know, something different you want incorporated into the show. Questions about football, whatever. Um, You know, this is the time here. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll start to transition in July as we start to flip it back over to hopefully camp and that type of stuff. As we'll see where we're at here in a couple of weeks as, you know, people and coaches start heading back into the buildings, check the safety and all that stuff and see where everybody is at as far as respects. To that here, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.